0: In this episode, we're talking about dirty sellers on Amazon. Hello and welcome to the Private Labeler Show, where we are dedicated to helping you take your Amazon business to the next level. Now, here is your host, Nick Landowski. Hey, everybody, what's happening? Welcome to episode number 104 of the Private Labeler Show. Thanks for tuning in. As always, very, very grateful for each and every one of you guys for supporting the podcast. It really means a lot. And uh, I'm in a great mood today, guys. I'm in such a great mood. Hopefully, you guys are as well. And uh, today, I got a great one for you. I'm actually going to play a question from a listener of the podcast. I'm going to play that question in in just a minute here. And we're going to be talking about... Kind of like uh, dirty sellers, things of that nature. And we're going to get into that, like I said, very shortly. So it's going to be a good one, I promise. And I just wanted to mention a quick couple of things before we actually dive in here. So first and uh, foremost, we are at 100 reviews now for iTunes, which is awesome. So thank you so much to the last couple of reviewers that uh, recently helped us get to that 100 mark. You are awesome, awesome, awesome. And I'll kind of shut up about iTunes reviews for a while. But again, if you haven't left one, please do. So that really goes a long way to help support the podcast. So 100 reviews as it stands right now, which is an awesome achievement. And then a a couple of quick hits from Amazon uh, that I thought I would mention in case you haven't noticed this stuff yet. Um, I think it just came down today, actually, in the notifications tab. So check that out if you get a chance. But Amazon is offering you a free inventory removal service right now. So if you have a bunch of excess inventory they are allowing you, I think, as of April 18th, so whenever you're listening to this, you can remove excess inventory for free, which is awesome. So though I, I had a podcast that I talked about this uh, a couple of weeks back, said that they do this a handful of times here and there. So this is a great opportunity for some of you guys, again, that has stale inventory just sitting there instead of getting beat up on all these long-term storage fees, uh, just to kind of get it yanked out of Amazon's warehouse so that way you can do whatever you need to do with it if you're having a problem selling it. So that I wanted to mention, and also quickly wanted to mention the Amazon FBA Boost event. I think it's, what, June 20th this year? I think it's the second year that they've done this, but this year it is in New Orleans. So if you haven't yet registered and you're thinking about going, you're on the fence, whatever, uh, see if you can actually make it out to that event. I actually just registered today. I just got to take care of the hotel and flight yet, but um, I think that would be a great opportunity for a lot of you guys to get out there and... um, Get kind of rubbing shoulders with other Amazon sellers. Maybe form, form some bonds and friendships if you can. So check that out. And if you didn't see an email for it or anything like that, actually check in your spam folder because that's actually where I noticed mine. I don't know how that would hit my spam folder in Gmail, but that's where it actually went, So which was kind of weird. So check it. And again, if you guys can make it out, uh, that would be great to uh, be able to say hello to some of you guys. So And it's New Orleans, guys. It's New Orleans. I mean, what, what could happen, right? So... It's a, it's a fun adult playground. I look forward to it. <laughs> so uh, that is uh, the quick 411 there. And what I'm going to do right now is I am going to flip over to an audio question that came in from a listener of the podcast recently. And I don't talk about this much, but if you guys have a question you want me to feature or answer on the podcast here, you can leave a quick voice message. If you go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash ask, A-S-K, uh, you can leave these quick little voicemails there. And I also, if you go to my the blog website for this podcast, there's just a, a button on it to click to do that right from there as well. So um, here we go. Here's the question. Nick, this is Charles. Black hat competitive tactics. What can we do to avoid a niche that has black hat competitive tactics? What can we do to defend ourselves? what can we do to fight back? For example, a competitor having several of their friends order your product and then return them, claiming then that they were fake or inauthentic and getting you banned by Amazon. Or less, more subtle ones, having their friends order and leave low one-star reviews to tank your ratings. Thanks. would love to hear the answer. Have a great one and happy selling. Hey, Charles. Thanks for the question. I greatly appreciate it. And I'm going to do my best now to give you my opinion and answer on the subject of, I don't know, what do, we, what do we want to call it? Like bad actors or bad sellers attacking good sellers. And, you know, Charles, your question is definitely really valid. I think if you've been selling on Amazon a short while or a long while, you've thought about this and or you've dealt with it firsthand where uh, you get maybe some bad sellers out there trying to sabotage your listing or your business or whatever it might be like bad things do happen. Let's just be honest. Um, Amazon is an extremely lucrative platform where a lot of people make a lot of money, and it's very competitive. So when you have have all those things kind of combined, yes, kind of some shady stuff does happen from time to time. I wouldn't say it's super common though, and uh, I don't want that to stop you or anybody listening to this from pushing forward with your business to growing your business. Or you know you shouldn't have any fear or be paralyzed. By the thought of, oh, you know, I don't really want to sell on Amazon because of all these bad things that might happen to me. So just acknowledge that, yeah, it does go on. Other sellers attacking each other. But um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But we'll also talk about like defending yourself from that and kind of fighting back. So you kind of had some different layers to your question, which I'll try my best to, to kind of break down here in just a second. So the the first part of your question really was like, you know, what do you look for in terms of niches, as far as like niches, maybe to avoid or just to be aware of, so maybe you don't have to deal with the the crazy tactics or antics of bad sellers. Well, what I can tell you is it's not so much category driven or niche driven. Like you know, there aren't any specific categories or niches that I would say, hey, you know, avoid these five or ten just because like a lot of bad stuff happens in them. I think I would come at it from this angle: bad things can happen no matter what you are selling and no matter what category. Okay, now. My Based on my experiences, the more success you have with any product in any category, the more likely you are to experience another bad seller trying to attack you or derail you or report you or whatever it might be, okay? So it's, it's not category-driven or niche-driven, really. It's just success with any product. So again, if somebody sees you're, you know, you're really knocking it out of the park with all your, all your products and your brand then unfortunately there might be uh, another seller that gets jealous of that or wants to kind of take you out so that they can jump in your spot and start, you know, kind of reaping the rewards. So that's really kind of what I've experienced. You know, I've, I've had a lot of products that have been really successful. And as soon as they kind of, you know, hit those seller badges or do really well, it's like, okay, you can kind of expect... Uh, certain attacks maybe coming at you. And I wouldn't say it's super common, but yeah, it, it does happen from time to time. So let's just be honest about that. That's just my experiences. But I think maybe, you know, they're, they're, the only category I would say that I've ever really heard of that, you know, kind of gets reported as kind of the crazy category is supplements. And just because it's so lucrative and it's it's pretty darn cutthroat, So that's the only category I would say is like, hey, maybe, you know, heads up on that one as far as what you're heading, uh, getting yourself into. And by all means, if you want to sell in supplements, go sell in supplements. Like don't let that stop you. But uh, I've just, that's this the category I've always kind of heard that there's just, you know, some shady stuff that maybe happens on a, maybe a higher level. I don't know, but uh, I just thought I would throw that out there. But again, don't let any of that stop you. Um, from selling a product or building a brand in any specific category that you want to, just because you think, you know, other people might be attacking you or it's, it's more likely in certain categories because this is really not, again, it's all product driven. The more success you have with products, the more craziness you may or may not attract from dishonest sellers. So hopefully that kind of makes sense. So moving on and getting into like the, the next few layers of your question, you want to know like, what can you do to defend yourself? Like, what can you do to, to fight back? you know, in case some of these crazy things happen with like crazy uh, competitors attacking you, trying to bring you down. So I kind of want to get into that for a quick second here. Um, the, the best piece of advice I could possibly give anybody on this is that make sure to the best of your ability, you are in compliance with TOS, okay? Now, the TOS is a little crazy sometimes. There's a lot of gray areas. I completely understand it. But to the best of your ability, make sure that you're within TOS on all these different things, uh, all things Amazon. So like, for example, on your product listing, with your images, with your copy, all that stuff. Make sure you're within TOS compliance on that because the second that you're not and other competitors see that, you're almost kind of opening the gate or opening the door for them to come and attack you. Like you become a target essentially, okay? So they can start reporting you on certain things to try to you know, make your day miserable, but then who knows what else they're gonna look into? Who knows what else they're gonna report on you or whatever? So you kind of, if you keep that door open for them, Anything can happen, really, okay? And then it's just a matter of, like, dealing with emails from Amazon or, you know, fighting back with Amazon. So, again, just being TOS compliant can go a long way. So try to get up to snuff with that. Make sure you're not breaking any rules, again, to the best of your ability. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, that's going to defend and, and, you know, thwart off a, a lot of these attacks against uh, sellers, just being TOS compliant. Another thing I kind of wanted to briefly mention here, kind of a side note. Uh, Make sure, like if you're building a brand on Amazon and you plan on being around long-term, I would definitely recommend that you look into getting brand registered with Brand Registry 2.0. But again, that does require a little bit of time, effort, and patience, and money because you do need a trademark for that. But uh, that will offer you certain levels of protection. Again, it's not gonna cover you from all these different things that could happen to you, but it's nice to have, okay? So I think it's well worth it in the long run. And we're on... Brand Registry 2.0 at this point. So, who knows? Maybe Brand Registry 3.0, if they do ever come out with that, will even be, you know, there'll even be more enhancements and more benefits to sellers to defend themselves against, you know, attacks and things like that. So, that's something that I think everybody should consider because it's just nice to have in your tool belt to, you know, have as far as benefits and, again, possible protections going forward to protect your brand and your products and and your business essentially. But I want to take a quick second now. Charles, you mentioned um, some specifics here. Like what happens if, or how do you defend yourself if like uh, a seller gets crazy and gets a bunch of his friends together to buy your product and then return it all at once and maybe file like, I don't know, like bogus return uh, safety claims and stuff like that and try to get your listing shut down. Now, in my personal experience, this has never happened to me before, but I don't think that this is very common at all. I think for somebody to go to that level that take that amount of time out of their day to like pull something like that off is it's very rare it's got to be rare i'm not saying it doesn't happen and i'm certain that amazon is aware that that happens okay but i think in order for uh, another competitor to do that to you like there's got to be a lot of beef flowing back and forth between those in my opinion there's got to be a lot of like anger i think i don't think anybody's just going to randomly do that at least it's not very common okay so if you were to wake up and you were to see, you know, Amazon suspended your listing because of maybe a safety complaint by a bunch of sellers, and you know, obviously that's not good news. But if you were to get that notification or that email, what I would say that the first thing you want to do is don't jump to conclusions. Don't assume it was a, uh, you know, it was a competitor. And uh, you know, don't know what I don't know why I don't know. automatically assume that. I think a lot of sellers do that all the time. They start like going, Oh, I know exactly who it was that did it, or whatever it might be. You, know, you really don't know. And it. it might be legitimate concerns and legitimate uh, complaints from actual real customers. Okay. So I would just say Amazon obviously is going to ask for some information from you if that were to happen. Just comply. Just give them everything that they need and let them investigate the situation, okay? Again, they're aware that these these competitive tactics happen, okay? So hopefully with their systems and, and their investigations, they could easily see this kind of stuff. And I, I think that they're going to figure a lot of this stuff out. But again, it is kind of an uneasy situation to be in. And you know, maybe your listing is shut down for a few days or a few weeks or while they look into this, and yeah, that's going to suck but um again nothing you can truly do about it if somebody really is that crazy just let amazon do their thing give them everything that they need and that they request and any other information that you think might be valuable so if you can document certain things if you can take pictures if you can whatever it is that you can throw out there to help your case um you know that that's going to go a long way to uh, to fighting back okay so other things that you mentioned you mentioned like You know how how do you defend yourself or protect yourself or fight back against sellers that are going to go out of their way to like uh, bomb your listing with a bunch of bad reviews and stuff like that? Now, again, I don't think that that's very common, but again, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. So, I don't think that's ever really happened to me actually in all the years I've been selling on Amazon. At least I haven't noticed like tons and tons of like one star reviews pop up overnight. I think maybe an occasional one here and there you might see, and you're like, ah, that could be you know, competitor or something like that, that just kind of pulled some crap, but, uh, you never really can be too certain. But obviously if you see like, um, you know, you wake up and there's five, one star reviews and it's all on like, uh, bogus accounts that have, um, you know, what, no, no profile image stuff, or you're the only review that they left or whatever, then yeah, you might want to quickly document that, take some pictures of that, kind of have that for your, uh, for your reference there. But typically, what I think has kind of happened though with Amazon's review system, I think it's pretty good at snuffing that kind of stuff out. So those reviews might hang there for a little while, but but they might actually just get purged out and removed by Amazon within the next few days or week or whatever. Like I'm seeing that kind of more and more now, where their review system is is getting good at detecting stuff like that. Again, maybe it's not perfect, but uh, to defend yourself and attack back, just document anything that you see that looks fishy. Again, pictures, take screenshots you know, write things down, whatever it is, and uh, maybe report, you know, things accordingly to Amazon. So there's a lot of different channels to report things depending upon what the situation is. So if you can give them information and uh, they can look into it, you know, it might turn out in your favor or whatever. But again, just from personal experience, I've never had somebody bomb my listing with a whole bunch of negative reviews or anything like that. Again, I just don't... I just think that most sellers, again, unless you really pissed off that seller and they know it was you or something like that, or they assume it was you, I don't think most sellers are going to go to those lengths. Okay, so instead of jumping the conclusions all the time, just understand that you know some of these. Maybe if you get you know a bunch of one-star reviews, maybe you deserved them. Maybe it was legitimate. Like I can tell you, actually, a specific example I have of this: um, I had a product. I have a product that like only got like four or five star reviews almost never got a a one two or three in fact almost i don't think it ever had like a one or even a two star reviews it just always got amazing reviews and i think it was maybe like four months ago i woke up and all of a sudden i see kind of this flurry of like one and two star reviews of uh customers that were just mad about something and the you know first thing i kind of thought of was like hey somebody's trying to maybe trying to pull some crap you know, they're trying to, trying to take me down because I never get bad reviews on this product. And uh, after a while of kind of looking into things, I determined and I figured out that there was a legitimate issue with the product. There was a legitimate problem with it. And um, they, those were real actual reviews. And again, it was nothing that I should be mad at other than the product and myself for, you know, having that, having that issue. So, and again, it was just a matter of me going back to the, to the vendor and manufacturer and fixing the problem. There was a problem with a certain uh, portion of the, um, the, the, of the batch or whatever. So, again, it could just be natural organic things, but I think a lot of times sellers hear of these horror stories happening to other sellers, and they don't know the full context of everything. So they just automatically, like, we just assume sometimes, oh, it's somebody trying to bring us down, okay? So, again, um, you just have to kind of be leery of that and always just document screenshots, as I mentioned, so that way you can defend yourself accordingly when it is called for so uh hopefully you guys found some of this information useful and relevant and again at the as i mentioned at the top of the podcast i wouldn't let any of this stuff stop you from you know really going going at it for uh trying to do it big on amazon and you know uh, get a good brand out there and stuff like that like these are just some crazy things that kind of happen every once in a while and really it's just it's not it's never that big of a deal like i personally have never had a listing suspended or anything like that or account in jeopardy you know um Sometimes when you see in these Facebook groups, you, you see like somebody complaining that Amazon terminated them, kicked them off of Amazon, and you know they they don 't really tell you that Amazon gave them like five thousand chances to get things figured out or they don 't give you the full story, so that scares a lot of new sellers going, "Oh my God, like crazy things can happen, Amazon can just you know crush your business overnight it doesn 't work that way like Amazon gives you all the opportunity in most cases to you know, defend yourself or, you know, they'll investigate things or whatever. And they give you a lot of slaps on the wrist before it really gets to that level. So if you got kicked off of Amazon, there's a damn good reason why. Okay. At least that's in in my opinion there. Okay. And, uh, oh, actually, final thing I I thought I would mention here is um, kind of the flip side of things. So I often see uh, kind of in the message boards and the Facebook groups, I often see people say like, hey, I noticed um, you know, these other sellers here doing XYZ bad things. You know, they got bad, you know their listings aren't TOS compliant or I their product, and they're breaking this rule, they're breaking that rule, they're, they're not doing this right, whatever it is. And they kind of want to know like, should I start reporting these guys or attacking these sellers or you know, going at them? And you always get two sides of the coin. You always hear people say, worry about your own business deal with your own problems, you know, grow your own business, let it go. And then you get other people say, you know, uh, yes, definitely report them. Yes. Attack them. I'm not necessarily going to side either way, but like, if somebody is the only way I'd really report somebody is like, if somebody was like, um, stealing your product images or, uh, your sales copy, like something on, on that wavelength, then yes, I would probably address it. But um, I probably wouldn't go out of my way and spend my time, my valuable time to go out of my way to sit there and like look for problems with other sellers and start attacking them and reporting them for different things. Just because I think it's kind of like a karma thing. Again, you might have a different stance on that or whatever, but I don't actively promote like going, going to go try to like wipe out other sellers for no good reason or whatever. So I just thought I would kind of mention that, that there's kind of two sides to that. But yes, if somebody takes your images or your property of, you know, your intellectual property I would definitely go and try to defend that and uh, do the best you can with that but just kind of be aware though that you know for certain things you have to report to amazon like i think if you want to like go report that somebody took your images as an example or your sales copy or something like that along those uh, along those lines i think amazon actually has it in the uh, in the report that you have to put your contact information there because they say that they need, sometimes might need to give that to the, to the person you're reporting so that they can contact you with any issues or like try to resolve the problem. So sometimes when that happens, um, that can create a little bit of riff with other sellers, okay? So I'll give you a quick story here. So I had, this, uh, I had this seller sometime, this is probably like two years ago, I had a seller who blatantly, literally ripped 100% of my images, like I think almost all of them, took them all, and made like a, a slight modification to them or whatever. But it was so obvious. And uh, he's trying to pass them off as his own images on his listing. And I, I think I noticed it just in passing. I was like, wait a minute, those are, those are my images. So um, I asked him to remove them. I didn't report them. I just asked him to remove them and uh, didn't get any response. I'm like, wow, this, is kind of a, this guy's kind of a jerk. So I finally reported them to Amazon. Amazon ended up taking all the images down. But what happened was the guy starts firing off uh, emails at me and very threatening emails to the point where I was really confused. I'm like, you know, he obviously got busted stealing all my images. And I just simply reported him, you know, to get him removed, rightfully so. Didn't, you know, didn't do anything crazy. Didn't attack him or anything like that. And uh, the guy uh, for the next few weeks was just firing off messages at me saying, you know, he's going to do this to me. He's going to do that to me. And it was just really dumbfounding. It was like, who would go out of their way to like, like if you got busted doing that, just you know, kind of admit, hey, I messed up, man, or I'm sorry, and just go about your day. So you know, I have experienced that. Like if you're gonna report somebody, I think once in a blue moon, and I've reported other people for doing the same things, but uh, more often than not, they just go no problem and they go about their day and they don't bother you. But yeah, once in a blue moon, uh, you could have somebody that just gets so mad about it that uh, you kind of wonder, like, is this person gonna start messing with me here? So I I would say like my what I've learned about that and what kind of what I've said is. Like if there's another seller out there that's that maybe took an image of yours or something like that, or broke a rule or whatever, and you noticed it, if that seller is no threat to you and maybe they're they're like buried, they're they're not making any money, they're like horrible BSR, they have no like no way they're ever going to compete with you on any level because they're so bad. Maybe they're only they're not even selling that product or whatever. I would say pick and choose your battles on stuff like that. Just from personal experience, so I've kind of learned that like. Obviously, if somebody's neck and neck with me and they're stealing one of my images, as an example, yeah, I'm going to fight against that. I'm going to, I'm going to defend myself against that. But uh, again, I'm going to pick and choose. So if they're buried and they're no threat to me whatsoever, uh, you know what? I might just kind of go about my business and go about my day and not even spend the time dealing with it, just in case. You know, that's that's just kind of my little side side note there. Maybe you have uh, some similar experiences with that as well. Um, yeah, so that about does it, guys. Uh, Hopefully you found some value in this episode. And let's continue the conversation in our Facebook group. Make sure you go to Facebook and in the search bar, type in Amazon FBA. Amazon FBA, that's the name of the group right now. And get joined up and maybe let me know what you thought of the podcast and maybe some of your experiences with this stuff because I'd really like to take this conversation into the Facebook group and get your guys' thoughts on it. So um, yeah, that about does it. And um, we'll talk to you in the next one. Later.